Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. But babies, it's the even more fabulous Dr. Mother Love coming to you live and in living color. And we're coming to you live and, and, and my living color today is red because I have this most talented individual. I mean, he's, he does everything. He's a prolific author. He is silly. And you know, I, I'm going to love him already. First of all, let me so get this out the way. Thank you, Carlos Martinez, because we're going to have fun. And don't you worry about this Wade Riddle. I got bail money in my shoes. Welcome to the program, author and writer and talent, Wade Aaron Riddle, who's going to talk about, talk to us about his book, the little boy in the little red dress. So I'm the bigger girl in a red dress to pay homage to him. Welcome to the program, Wade Riddle. Thank you for joining me. Thank you, Mother Love, for having me. I appreciate it. Well, you know it. what that says about you, too, don't you? you know the what? That, you know what that says about you when you say you want to be on this show. You're easily entertained. <laughs> don't act like you're not easily. See, they be trying to act all brand new with me. You know you are easy. I love you, Mother Love. I love you back, and you know it's just lust. Don't even get the don't get the adjective twisted. I still give off lust vibe, you know, because I'm darling to my husband. I'm, I don't think I'm you getting it. I'm name. getting it. You're getting it. Getting so it. tell the world about <laughs> Wade Riddle and what got you into writing. About your tell us about your childhood when you're about say 11 years old. Well, I've always written ever, ever since I was even in elementary school, the junior high and high school. Um, I, I always aced creative writing, poetry, journalism, short stories. And I, I won my first award in writing at the age of 12 when I was writing for my um, junior high newspaper. And it, it was it was a surprise because we walked into the the awards ceremony. I had no idea, and they suddenly called my name, and I, and I won for writing the the movie reviews for the school paper. How about that? So I know. You never, did you always know that you had this uh, this innate skill set to be able to write the creative brain to do it? Um, because reading your bio. There was really, really like no other thing for you to do because it's in your blood. Tell me about your family and all the great things that it's, they do in the world of in the art world. It's it's in the blood because I I always wrote. I always wrote, and beginning in poetry, I loved learning new words. I loved expanding my vocabulary. I still love learning new words and using that in my work. Now, my for for my family. Um, my mother was an award-winning uh, uh, music and art teacher. Uh, she worked um, in universities. Actually, she, she actually founded the Houston Youth Symphony Orchestra back in the 70s. Yes, yes. And uh, most recently, now she's passed. She passed in 07. Um, she was inducted into the Houston Symphony Archives and Museum um, in 2020. Uh, I was, I'm so proud of that, to have a mom, you know, um, inducted into such a, um, an organization, 
No, my my dad was um, he was a worker. Uh, he he was he climbed those telephone poles and he was fixing those telephone wires back in the seventies. You know, and he, he was a hard worker and a handyman and did worked in mortgage. So he was he was not in the artistic area. No, wait, your dad is like uh, uh, like little kids. You said he you know he was uh, he did this you know blue collar work, but then he was also in. It's like when you ask, ask them, so what are you going to be when you grow up? I want to be an astronaut and a fireman. <laughs> I, well, I said, I said to my dad, I want to be an actor. <laughs> and it wasn't exactly what he was thinking, you know, <laughs> but um, he did, he did always encourage me in my writing though. The writing was something that everyone in my family encouraged me to do. Now, now my brother, Wesley, who lives in Texas? Um, he he's he's uh, military. He's retired military. Mm-hmm. He graduated from West Point Military Academy. Um, he's 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 the more on the conservative side uh-huh. of life. And you're on the wild side. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you you couldn't even, you couldn't even make your mouth continue with the wow. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> I saw it. I saw it. Well, and I mean, so how it, cool it, is that that you can go and share stories with your brother and your family, and there's a lot of conversation because a lot of you do a lot of different things. Oh, and that, yes, you know. So now, are are you still close to Wesley? Well, we're. <laughs> you, you, you touched a button. You touched. Uh, I, I saw that. You, you opened I, the door. I, I, I simply don't understand uh, the well, me, me and my brother are polar opposites. Of course. Um, I, I love Wesley very much. I will say currently, <laughs> currently, um, we're, we're on different paths. I'll put it that way. We're on different paths. That's a good way to put think, it. You would think as adults, though, you know, you, you could kind of move past the past the crazy. You, you would think. You, you would okay, think. Never mind. I forgot we don't do logic on the one love show before ah, five o'clock. No. I, I, you know, I, I only wish the best for my family because um, I love my family. Was it hard for them to accept who you are? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, my mom and my grandmother, they were the easiest. They, 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 for maybe... They already know. For they ba- already yes. know. For about 10 minutes, it was, it was you know, controversial. Then after that, it's like <laughs> they wanted to go party with me, you know, because um, we do have the dance best dance clubs, you know. <laughs> I, that's what I heard. And I heard that you are legendary in many of those dance uh, bars and going in and you went. So what was that like for you when you first go in and you're going into a place that you know you will be welcomed when you've gone through oh, all this um, when, ugly when, behind you? When I came out in the, the Houston um, gay dance scene in the 70s and early 80s, oh, my gosh, it was fun. How dare you? What's, we, what is wrong with you? <laughs> we had fun. Are you good? The music was great. Um I, I I can't say I listen to current music today because it hurts my head. I get a headache. But, um, but see, I told you it wasn't just me, y'all. Okay, go ahead. All now, now the uh, think of it. Um, I I was out there when during the the Donna Summer days, and then and then they were doing ABBA in the early eighties. Um, it it was a to me it was a fun dance scene, and that's all what I, I was out there for. I just wanted to dance and go crazy, and I did. And, and had had a ball doing it. I did. My, my best 
memories of going to a gay bar when I went to my first one and I was just having a ball. And I went with one of my yes. guy friends and he said, come on, girl, come go with me to the bar. I ain't thought no more about it as a gay bar. Strip. I hadn't even, I didn't even know that concept was like possible. Why would you tell somebody they can't go in someplace and have a good time? I didn't get that. And so anyway, we go in. That's how he, that's how he told me he was out and he, he wanted to come out. And he said, I just wanted you to know. I'm like, Okay, how long have we been friends? And I don't care. All I care about is that you are happy, you are healthy, you are loved, and you deserve yes. to be loved, and I know it. You are somebody's child. You're some you belong to somebody. And for people to to just think that they have a right to tell someone, oh well, you don't belong here, or you don't need to be. Why can't you be more right. like your brother? Well, I'm not my brother. Okay. Let's oh. just Oh no! Did they want you to go? Did they try to fix you? Shut and up! Yes. Oh, oh my God! And Mother Love Linda, when when my my mother asked me, "Can I go with you next time? I want to go out." And I said, "Sure, let's go out." <laughs> so we were going to all the clubs together. It was fun, and and of course the other guys in the clubs they loved seeing a mother there. So boy, she was treated like the queen she was. <laughs> you know, it's something when you go out and hang out with your mother. And yes. have a great time, and that's what's important. And and so, but you you you've been through a lot of stuff. You have been to hell and back, and especially in your formative years, even from being a little boy. Early little early boy. years, yes, early years. Um, the school was difficult, but you know, I look back, and actually, that's what helped develop what inspired me to write today. You know, it, so there, there is a plan. The, the, the negative, there's a plan in the negative. I hope that makes sense. Um, it does, because when you get lemons, make lemonade, you know. Yes, yes. You know, don't, don't, let it, don't let it define you, whatever no. it is, because it's not on you. I mean, being bullied is, you know, people always think that bullying is pushing you down, which it is, you know, saying cruel, vicious things to you, which they shouldn't. And, oh, wait, you got, okay, you in school. And, and we're going to get to the little boy in the little red dress that I pay homage to. Okay, why would you tell them about the story about Jimmy and Jeff? Oh, yeah, uh-huh, I, I, I paid attention. Jimmy and Jeff. Mm -hmm. Now, Jimmy Daniels was um who who knows where he is today i don't know but this this goes back when when i was in junior high and high school and jimmy daniels was was, was a redneck in texas and we went to the same school and he was always when anyone ever bothered me harassed me for some reason we were in classes together mm -hmm. and he would always be the first one to stand up for me and and would always say leave my buddy wade alone and he, and he was serious because um, he'd get in fist fights with, with a lot of these dudes and he always won. <laughs> so I, I always appreciated it and, and I was blessed to have him around me. So wherever you are, Jimmy, that, thank you. Uh, now, what now Jeff, you? Jeff was, oh yeah, Jeff was the, I never give last names because it's not, it's not right. You know, I don't, I don't do that with people, but, mm -hmm. um, Jeff, um, was was um, horribly you mean. You just said me. Jimmy Daniels. Is it, that was it? <laughs> well, Jimmy Daniels was my hero. Right. Okay. Jeff was the turd. <laughs> he was the turd. Now that's a nice way to put it because he did horrible things to me. You know, he did horrible things, and and uh, but but I always look at it this way: everyone has their path. 
So hopefully mm-hmm. by now he's learned something. Hopefully. Okay? Hopefully. So, so, I mean, how, where did your wherewithal come from before Jimmy Daniels came into, to, you know, be your hero? Because you had to have some kind of grit to go through that hatred and that viral nastiness going to oh. school. And just think, this was before social media, thank mm-hmm. God. And um, I remember as far back as probably sixth grade, that was when the, the true harassment started. Um, uh, sixth grade, and it it was more like being spit on, you know, and, and then beaten up and, and doing it. Okay, all truth be told, by my sophomore year in high school, it got so bad, so dangerous, and so bloody that my mother had to withdraw me from school because uh, um, th- they were out to kill me. And she put me into a private school for at-risk children. Yeah. You know, you, you got to do what you got to do to keep your children yeah. safe. But it didn't stop there because no, then when I came... It, it, when, it continued? Well, when I came out, um, it, it was very difficult on my father. And God bless him. Um, he did the best he could, but it was difficult on him. So he had the church... Uh, which which I blame, I blame for for what for uh, influencing a very vulnerable person at the time. I hope that makes sense, because then I went through um, reparative therapy, where I was taken and 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 uh, taken t- to an individ- an individual in Austin who um, tried to exercise me, and. Oh, oh, yes. I, I know. Now I understand it. When you say, "Okay, uh, reparative therapy," Repa- they wanted me to change. That come hell or high water, I was going to be straight. That is, and it's it just to me. I, it's, I can't wrap my head around that stupid. You know, I, I just can't put my head. Well, my, I, I can, to, just can't put the stupid helmet on to, to, for that to make sense because it, it just does not make any. Well, it doesn't I, I, make I'll, any sense. I'll and it didn't make sense then. And this is the part that get me. They act the these crazy uh whoever they are on the other side that think you could be fixed. Like you how you gonna fix something that's not broken? How they're you gonna fix whack that's jobs. not broken? You know what it is? I'm gonna tell you what I think it is. They're it whack is. jobs. See, and we didn't have to cuss, okay? But they they <laughs> you've heard that phrase, thou protest too much. Yes. Okay. So why they got their panties in the bunch? Why they get all concerned about what you do as a grown person in your personal life? Why do they feel like they could tell you better how yes. to live your life when it, it, it be, like because and that's gonna do what? Tell me what that's gonna do. A lot of them, they like boys and girls. You know, they they don't, they I know. Did you hear yeah. about the, the the guy down in Florida? Him and his wife uh, was trying to get a threesome going. Some politician. Yes. And I've already done my threesome, so I can already. Do it. <laughs> you listen, didn't we say we won't go? Didn't didn't we tell you? But it, I, it I've done a few four. I mean, <laughs> you know what? That's just too busy for me. See, oh, that's too much work. Mm-hmm. Too, much too much work. It's way too much work. That was that was way back in the day, though. <laughs> And, oh, you've had your fair share of quite a few, and we're going to we're going to keep that. We're going to let that rabbit set. because <laughs> oh, you know it's going to jump out the wild. Yes. Now, yes. now okay. I will say, I will say, Mother Lovewood, when when I was taken from home and and sent to the 
the the Christian therapist who was going to exercise me, um, she, a woman, was telling me that she had cured thousands of children just like me. Understand, I was 15 at the time, too, 15. And she took me, and she said, and she said, you don't want to do that. It's disgusting, because all you do, you're going to go to hell. And she was laying out the plan, and finally she said, Mr. Riddle, are you ready to change? And I looked at her and said, Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. F, F you, lady. F you. And, uh, and do you know what she said to me? <laughs> she said, obviously, you're not ready to change. <laughs> oh, 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 but a change is going to come. Now, you, you don't get to be like this. You don't get to have these feelings. You don't get to love who you love. I'm yeah. going to cure you. I'm going to yes. heal yes. you. I'm going to fix you. And oftentimes, people don't, under, especially with young developing minds, they don't understand mm, completely no about what what role the churches play and what role religion plays in one's life. And to tell a child yes. that you're going to go to hell. You're going to hell. You know, my bad. You're going to hell. It's, ain't no mistake about it. You are going to go to eight. Well, you know, when word got out to my mother and grandmother, what happened? They were livid. They were livid. And it didn't happen again. Oh, no. no, you know that that's often mentioned in your book when you make your when you make your faux pas and mistakes, and people were checking you because you know we got checked back in the sixties and seventies. You just were not supposed to go out and embarrass your family. Don't say anything wild and crazy, you know. And you got to realize the family's gonna stay together now. You, you because you said that uh, several times in, but they got me and they told me. I won't do it again. And you said, I didn't. Right. Do it. I only know. I, you only had to tell me once. And <laughs> I learned um, my, my mother, and my grandmother were very good at that. Understand that my father was a weekend dad because they divorced when I was five. So I was, I was raised by my mother and grandmother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and, uh, now does he ever say that they're the blame that you're the way that you are? No, all- he never did go there. Never. Because you know, people do go there. Yes. And no, no, he never did. And and as far as my brother, um, um, he he was on his own trek. You know, his own. My my brother was on his own trek and path, and mm-hmm. and he was more. Um, he wanted to be the the military and and go through um, his his path. There you go. And I salute him. All, yes, all yes. of our men and women that yes. in this country, I salute you because you know they got they kind of loopy. I done said this to the military uh, uh, 50 times. Anybody, the military, police officers, firefighters, first responders, uh, uh, anytime you're willing to strap on some here, you, we know about strapping, strap on <laughs> equipment that's putting forward to get your, yes. can you get your mind right here? <laughs> yes. Well, okay. and you know, I'm blaming uh, it on you, right? And and honestly, his path didn't include my path. So right. 
and I and I and I own that, and I understand that. Um, um, yes, he had his own, and that and that's great because then yes. when you do talk, you know, you have things to share with one another. And yes, you, having been continuing your writing, what motivates you with the stories? Because I was looking at your books, you know, you've done quite a bit of publishing, and also I want you all to know this goes with it. He is a proud member, as I am, of SAG AFTRA. Are you glad the strike is over? I'm glad the strike is over, but I'm I'm glad because it was brewing, as you know, for a long time. Uh, the mess was brewing a long time ago. Time before. So thankfully, the the powers that be, we resolved it. Move on. And I'm I'm glad that everybody just. Picked up where you where you left off that and keep going and keep going and keep going. Yeah. So I'm I, I, I'm I I love being in SAG after. I'm a very proud member. We worked hard to get there. Um, so there you go. See, I, I, when I came, they grandfathered me, and well, I could I was on a union radio station, and so I had to go. I had to join the union. I was like, okay, I'm cool with that. No problem. I've been in the union for quite some time, and I don't know where I would be without having understanding and realizing if anything jumps off, I got that foundation to go to. And yes, everybody showed their medal. They showed their medal and did yes. not. I, I've been I've been in AFRA since '84, and I've been in uh, SAC since since '93. So put them together. I've been in there since '84, '85. <laughs> yes, yes. And we there, keep I, going. We keep I'm going. happy. I'm even a very proud member of the uh, SAG AFRA Federal Credit Union. I've uh-huh. been with them since day one. Uh, Eric, forever. When when I walk in, they all know me and they say hi, Wade. <laughs> And isn't that something? Because they remember us, and yes. it, it, that's good. Because you should know uh, the people who are handling your money for you. Oh, several I, people I, I you always, don't fool with. The people that are handling your money, uh, the people that's handling your food. Yes. See, so, certain things, you just, uh, and the people that are serving you food in a restaurant. Don't don't tick them off. You know? And you know what, Mother you know Love, what? I I always um, give thanks to, to the folks at the credit union because you're right. You that a special relationship that will last you to the die. Your your, exactly. your accounts, absolutely. So I'm very grateful to them. Right. And I like when I walk in and go, hey, mother, love. You know, I'm like, that's cool. Yes. That, that's, it is really good when you walk in and they're glad to see that you come to see, come yes. to take care of your business there. And, so now, also, what, was it, what was the response when you started writing and you, now do, do, did you, uh, do you allow uh, people to, that you know to read the book before you publish it? No, <laughs> no. What, um, once, it's, what, once it's done, it's done. I, I was, okay. I was once repped by an agency. I won't give the name mm-hmm. and their reader um, read a couple of my screenplays that had won multiple awards and she sat me in her office and said, okay, Wade, I read this and you're going to have to remove this, this scene and that scene. And, and I thought, no, ain't no scene going to be removed, you know, because you don't care for it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I had to, I had, I had to later call 
my friend Bennett Yellen. He he actually co-wrote Dumb and Dumber. We all know that movie. And I said, okay, Bennett, I need your your professional advice. And I I, I don't feel comfortable with this. And, and he was kind enough to give me some really good um, advice regarding the incident. And, and um, whenever you feel like someone is trying to take your work, you know, and, and uh, uh, delete that or, or censor that, or it's time to move on. Absolutely. Get up out of that office and get out. That's it. Get your stuff and go. Uh, yes. And, and oftentimes, sometimes it seems like, oh, they just don't want it. They just don't want to publish this because it might be too raw and it will hurt their reputation. You just never know what's going on in their heads. You no. know, to me, it's like, uh, you know, you give them the manuscript and they, you know, you, they give, you get the galleys and what have you. And yes. then they, to me, it's like, I'm giving you my baby. I done poured this out of my yes. heart and soul. And I'm giving you my baby because you're going to babysit. I know you're going to do some good work with, the, with being this baby. So you're going to nurture this baby. And then they go, okay, well, we want to cut off this part of the baby's foot over here on the neck. Yes. And then we'll balance it out and cut this part of the baby arm on the right. Okay, maybe they don't need this part. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. I won't. Um, I, I I don't do that. Because the the readers are going to like what they like. Period. You know, hey. it's like I don't have to. I, I have, and I'm going to toot my horn here, mother love. Mm. I, I have won over a hundred awards in poetry writing, screenplay writing, playwriting. It's like, no, I, I don't need to cut. It. I will make the decision on that. You know, because you're you're the baby's parent. That is your yes. That's your creation. Now, do you have a preference for the style for poetry? Uh, screenwriting. Do you have a favorite? No, well, in po- well, for poetry, I, li- I love I love rhyme and meter. I've always loved rhyme and rhyme and meter because it's like a song. Because mm-hmm. as we know, music and songs are poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as screenwriting, when I was younger, I always liked the darker and the horror and the thriller. Um, I've changed a lot now. Now I like to to try to focus on uh, comedies. Okay, so you got you got the darkness out because we can always go to a dark place. Yes, we can. How do you get out of your dark place? Well, okay, good question. Um, I it, okay, I literally just finished writing a drama today. I, mm-hmm. I, I've been working on it for several months. Uh, did my drama? Going to push it away. Take some time and fill fill my heart with a lot of light. You know mm-hmm. what? I, I I love to listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Because it makes they make me happy. They make me happy. How could that? That is my favorite band in like yes. the entire world. You can hear their music on the radio or yes. whatever you're receiving, happy. and it sounds just like they just put. It. Ladies and gentlemen, Earth, Wind, and Fire. This is their new song. It's like yes. forty years old. Yes. It sounds. It is so. And beautiful. and if if not Earth, Wind, and Fire, I love the Beach Boys, and. I fill my heart with their music. I'll go to the beach and I'll just enjoy and absorb the moment. And then, of course, I start my my notes for 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 the next piece. One of the things that it, it kind of surprised me when I was reading the book and how you lay out your characters and your friends and how they become friends. That tell them how you got into weightlifting and into the gym. Ah. Oh yeah. Well, all right. I, my next door neighbor, his 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 name was Casey Savarese, and 
he, he was this um, Italian hunk across the street and I'd always watch him because he would, he would put his weight set out in the, in the um, um, parking lot, uh, his driveway. Mm-hmm. And he'd always be working out after school, working out without a shirt on. So I'm sitting there like that, like hum. <laughs> so, and one day he came over to me while I was sitting there on the curb and said, Wade, if you're gonna if you're gonna be sitting there, you need to be doing something. You're gonna start working out with me. <laughs> and I didn't know how to work out. And, he, and I said, I don't know how to work out. I said, Well, you're gonna I'm gonna start teaching because I'm tired of you drooling all over me. <laughs> so you are that obvious. Sitting on I was a little kid. How old were you at the time? I was I was 13, 14, mm-hmm. 15, maybe, but still oh, okay. young. And and he just got tired of it. So he said, so I that's how I started to work out. And and I, I've always loved the gym since. I've always been a gym bunny and gym rat and and because of him. Now I would say if if um, I'm gonna um, confess this um right now, um Casey is not doing well. Um he's he's battling um stage four colon cancer. Oh he's God. in the hospital in Houston. So um let's put Put put, yes. put him on the prayer circle yes. and put the spirit in the universe. The universe and Almighty, the yes. Almighty is still in the healing business. Yes, and and um, I know that um, he will probably be watching this. And I know that when he first read the book, he started laughing. He I, I, he was laughing on the phone with me, and and um, I keep up with his daughter, mm-hmm. uh, his daughter Nisa, and that's how I kind of get um, word about his his condition, mm-hmm. but. Um, it, the the last um, diagnosis um, is very challenging. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Yeah, that's devastating. That yes, really devastating, especially someone you love, and it just sometimes it lingers on, and you don't know what to do. Well, I'm gonna tell yes. you what we can all do: pray for him. Yes, yes, pray I love Casey. He, he was a huge part of my my life growing up, a next door neighbor, and we have the craziest stories on the street, you know. Oh, oh, you got some crazy stories. I'm telling you. you I, 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 read, I read it. Uh-huh. And what about Tino? Tino. Yeah. Oh, I love the way you yeah. respond because it's like, oh, uh, yeah. I, I remember the, that I, like it was yesterday. Yes. Okay. Um, 1981, I want to say. And we were at St. Thomas University. Uh, but my, my tenure at St. Thomas did not last very long. Um, I just wasn't ready. Um, for that type of academic I just that's not where I was you know and I we 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 met and we dated and we were in um um but we were in the car <laughs> and I remember um Billy Joel and Lindsey Buckingham were going side by uh, uh, back to back in music uh, music means a lot to me during during a specific time and we just made out we just made out, Tino and I. And that and was it. He smelled good. <laughs> that is important. That really yes, is important. Yes. Nobody um, likes funky armpit. It, God, oh my gosh, I've had a few of those too. But <laughs> <laughs> now, when 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 I was with Tino, we had uh, Billy Joel, um, "I Love You Just the Way You Are," and then. Um, Lindsey Buckingham trouble and they both played back to back and I'll never oh, forget. Oh yes, that. oh see that that was that was just a hot mess waiting to happen. Yes, oh my god. <laughs> yes. Was, now unfortunately, you 
I've always wondered how many babies are on the planet from the music we've heard. I know. Yeah. Our music was good. Uh, it's, what do you mean was good? It's, it's still good. These young whippersnappers having a hard time coming up with something creative yes. and original. Yes. You know, it's all about bang your head, bang your girl, bang your yes. cat. So where's the storytelling? Well, I mean, our generation, our music from even the, at the early 60s, 70s, and 80s, told stories told stories a, a middle and an end and as a screenwriter now do you write music for your screen your screenplays do i write music no i don't do you- no i don't uh, my screenplays usually um mention an artist and the title that mm-hmm. would work for that scene that's what i usually do now of course i know that in reality when it comes to music licensing that's a whole different ball game um so that can run into a lot, a lot of um, cash, <laughs> to say the least. So I was gonna say, so you don't need that headache. That is just not something no. we need. So, so when I write my novels mm-hmm. and when I mention that in my work, that that's when I can, you know, uh, d- drop the name. You know, uh, what's your, what's your pro- your process? Because I was reading your book titles and they're like uh, these different, all different kinds of stories. When is your? I mean, because you would. You have to make your brain move a certain way where you can write this book about this subject, this piece about this subject, yes. this piece about this subject. What is your progress? And do you only listen to the people in your head? Do I listen to what? Only do what? Do you only listen to the people in your head? You know, I got so much going on up there. Um, I was talking to Carlos about that last night when he called me. And I said... Like like my book, Meet Me at Third and Fairfax. That, mm-hmm. that, that was the, the one that I published, Dex 2, mm-hmm. uh, The Little Boy in the Little Red Dress. There are so many characters in that story, and I get them all from everyone I run into. Just I, I, It's a, a mishmash of the characters. Um, so since I, I don't have a car, I take public transit. So I, I Wait, hold run. up. Well, where do you live? <laughs> Well, right now I live in Toluca Lake. Wait a minute. That's in California. I know what Toluca Lake is. I want to know how did you get out of not having a car? Everybody got some wheels out. Even the little kid, three years old, got a license to drive their big wheel. Everybody got to have a car. Back in um, 2012, um, I went back to Texas. I I made the decision to go to Texas and, and help caregive my grandmother till she passed mm-hmm. okay when she passed um one month after her death i had a spinal accident and it just put me out uh, my 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 back it, it was uh, very bad and um i couldn't move and i lost everything including the car because i couldn't use it and i i haven't had a car in 10 years so are you are you healed? Are you still yeah, healed? Yeah, you know what? Um, I I went through um, I went I went through a time with 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 um, physicians, with physical therapists, with trainers, and the the one thing that my specialist told me uh, uh, said in common with Wade, um, you you're the poison is if you sit down and don't move, you're going to have to get up and move. And since I always worked out, mm-hmm. that was a plus because I, I still go to the gym. I do what I got to do. I don't sit on my butt. I don't sit on my butt, except when I write. 
Yes. Do but, you longhand or do you use the computer? Yes. <laughs> to both of those, you, yes. you longhand yes. and use the computer? What, whatever it takes. See my pen? Uh, <laughs> I've always, always got it handy. I always got it handy. Now, and do you I, have pads, pads around the house? I have I little do. scratch papers. I, I know I got pads. Okay, don't scratch I have a me. napkin that I write notes on. See, you have to. You have to. Because I have to. You have to. You have to get them out. You have to get them out. And make Constantly. room for other creative channels. Yes. So, so. How do you, when, when you when you go into a dark place because of whatever is going on, are, do you allow yourself to sit in it? And yes. Think, okay. I I sit and stew in it sometimes because to to me that's the the process of writing. You you have to know about it. You've got to know about it. Um. The, the the death of my mother, the grandmother, my father, my grandfather—they've all I've all I've outlived them. And know? what about uh, Uncle Preston? Uncle Preston, oh my goodness, Uncle Preston—he was he was a backwoods fellow, and <laughs> he was a backwoods fellow, and in, in pal in the the woods of Palestine, Texas, and we're talking the sixties and seventies, you know. Oh well, I wouldn't have never been to Palestine, Texas. No, no, you wouldn't. No, no, you wouldn't. And and I mentioned that in my book. It, mm -hmm. it was not the place for people of color. It just, I mean, that's the truth, you know. And I and I would not expect a bunch of gay guys in dresses to go walking through there either. Oh, oh please. See, yes, it's selective acceptance. Yes, that was good, mother. That was a good one. I like that one. I, like I will that. accept you on or conditional acceptance yes. as well. On so, these conditions, um, I will love you. Okay, well, I don't think I want you to love me like that because this is a, a condition. You now, know, now, you Uncle have to love Preston, me in spite of myself. So, Uncle he, Preston, he was a cool guy, though. What what I remember from him as a little kid, of course, he loved his little Chihuahua because he had a little Chihuahua before it got eaten up by a bigger dog. I re I remember when that happened, um, and he when I went to visit him in the hospital, um, we asked, "Well, wh wh where's the little baby?" And he, he just burst out crying and said, oh. "It got chewed up by a big dog." And um, yeah, and that was the last time I saw Uncle Preston. Yeah, but he made an impression. Obviously, obviously, yes. and and yeah. all of them have influenced who you are and yes. on the path that you are on. Uh, now, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? <laughs> um, now Don't just say it. Just say it. I heard it. If you weren't doing this, what? What would you be doing? If I were not doing this, what's, what I've been doing, which is writing and being on the, the artistic side, if I knew then what I know now, yes, I, I would. I, I would be a portfolio manager and a a, a investor. Seriously, because oh. I see that that is is so important in this in this era and life. Um, I, money money is important, um, and we've made it important. You know, for everything. What's your take on cryptocurrency? What? Would you take on cryptocurrency wanting to be in that arena? No, no. I, I, I personally would not jump into that. Um, I'm, I'm old school. Cash is king. Cash See, is I, king. They were and, telling me I was being outdated. I need to look forward to the new no, technology, no. embrace the new technology. I, I have been told by <clears throat> the powers that be at the credit union in, in my, in my, um, Life, life, and world. Um, cash and investing is the best thing to do. Um, you can do the crypto. You can do this. You can do that. But it all circles back to one thing: 
Hello. Yes. Yes. You can't beat it. It's, okay. it, it unfortunately is what makes the world go around and we, we have to kind of own that. We've done it to ourselves. You know, I, I haven't done it yet. I haven't embraced it yet because I'm of the mindset. I don't care what the currency is. I can trade rocks with you as long as you put a value, dollar value on it. Yes. You know, and the rock stock will be by comparison with the American. Yes. Because you know we still the big dogs on the porch. Yes. You know, we still we still running things. So now let's talk about the little boy <laughs> in the little red dress. Okay. Okay, I know what inspired you. Got to tell the story. You got to tell right. the story about the shack. You got to tell the story about the dress. Okay, I'm okay. Go ahead. Well, I was wandering through the woods of Palestine, Texas, which is very woodsy. We're talking about the early 70s. Yeah. And I was just wandering around from Uncle Preston's house because he, he had what I I thought of as, as a shack, as a home. Okay. Well, I was wandering around and I found this old abandoned cabin in the woods. More than likely, it would have been an abandoned black family's home at the time, okay? Um, just the way it was structured and where it was. Mm-hmm. I, I walked in, I, got, I went in, and it was like they just left it. I mean, just left it because the furniture was there, dishes were there. It, it, was, it was amazing. Um, but there were cobwebs and, and there was dust and, and it just they walked away from whatever. And on the little bed was this little girl's red dress laid out. And I thought, oh, I think I'll put that on. <laughs> so I, I, I took it outside and, and I slipped it on and I started twirling and, and twirling. And, and just, it was, I, I was the little boy, the little red dress. And um, that, that's where that comes from. Now, the, 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 the title, the title, the little boy, the little red dress. Uh, a friend of mine, his name is Randy Brunner. He's also an acting coach and a fantastic acting teacher here in South uh, Southern California. He said, "Wade, that would be a fantastic title if you could ever use it." <laughs> that was years ago, and then this year I thought, "Oh, I use it." The little boy in the little red dress. Yeah. So, what made you decide to put it on, and how did you know it would fit you? I didn't, it was, it was just, I knew that I had to, it was instinct. And, and then once I got finished twirling in it and got all the dust off, I put it back on the bed and left. What made you not take that? That made you feel so good, so free, so welcomed. I and just would take it off and lay it down, even though you already committed B&E. So now I, you'll be committing theft. <laughs> Shut up, yes. Um, okay. You know, I just, I, I knew it needed to stay there. It belonged there. Mm-hmm. And and for the powers that be, maybe they're giving me that opportunity to experience it mm-hmm. and then leave it there for the next. So you, I know you, that sounds weird, but, but, but that's the way I felt. When did you start getting comfortable in your own skin and knew you weren't going to live somebody else's rules and regulations? I mean, all of us have rules and regulations. Yes. But when you knew that Wade A. Riddle, this is who you are, this is who you're going to present yourself as, and this is who you're going to be, and that you like being you. I was 18 when I when I started going out to the clubs. I said, you know, oh, shit, it'll do it. My, 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 I, you know, 
when I, I'm trying to think, when I was so young, I, I, it was not me that was the problem. It was everybody else, you know. And I looked at that. I looked at that, and and there were times that as a child, I would when I prayed at night, I, I would pray to be straight. I said, "Please, God, make me straight." And then one day, <laughs> I get a I get a voice in my head that says, "No, it's it ain't you, kid. It's everybody else. They're the whack jobs." Okay, so um, there you go. And how how what was that experience like having that lifted uh, the veil? I have to say, with the first time I walked into to a, a gay dance club and I heard Culture Club singing and Church of the Poison Mind. And that's a good song. <laughs> how ironic! Church of the Poison Mind. Yeah. Speaking of the church. Did your family, your father, they try to in, indoctrinate you into the church, into saying that, you know, because, you know, a lot of people say, let God handle it. Don't worry about it. Let God handle it. Take them to the church. Yes. Get people to do, make them, you know, exercise. Well, something, something can be done. Lord, help them, well, please. Um, I, I was personally born and raised into Christian science. That was my mother and grandmother's side. My father's side was Southern Baptist. Okay. So there was a tug of war on me there was a tug of war now the the southern baptists wanted desperately to for me to change oh my they through hell thick or thin hellfire and brimstone i was going to change whereas christian science is all about oh pray the gay away pray and it would all go away you know and then i i looked at both sides and what a bunch of crap i mean come on i didn't i didn't swallow any of that i i what in the heck bunch of they're all crazy see <laughs> so that's when i decided to go to the gay club <laughs> and i understand why people don't uh uh understand that they don't understand how because you know they'll say oh well, you know that's how gay people are you know that's you know it don't matter about them you they can be standing outside going to stand because people bullies would stand outside the gay bar yes. and yes. watch yes. and beat them just because they wanted to you read that part of my book and, and well, I know least, that part of life with a lot of people. Yes, I read that part yes. in your book. Um, I remember very well how my school chums on weekends would go to the gay clubs on weekends, wait outside, and ambush the gay guys that would come out of the clubs, beat them up with baseball bats, broken bottles. Um, and, and of course, on Monday, they'd come back and laugh about it, you know, at school. Like it was a big joke. Oh, that, yeah. you know, we just kidding. We just kidding. And it's horrible to be bullied. And, yes. and you Especially even tried it you know, or you, or you tried you tried the bullying. Uh, you tried to be a bully to be cool. Share that with I, everybody. I remember that. Is that the 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 chapter talk about the frogs? Yes. <laughs> the, well, I, that one and what you did to your neighbor that you like. That was way off script. Oh yeah, yeah I, was, uh -huh. I still feel I bad about you, that. I read today. the book. I don't know why people don't think that's in me books. I won't read them. Well, the first one I was very young, and and the kids on the block, they were playing baseball with the frogs, and I loved frogs because mm -hmm. I loved to play with them and watch them. You know, mm -hmm. frogs, and about three or four of the my my the neighborhood chums came over, and they they dared me to to play baseball with the frog and they started calling me names and, and they call it faggot and queer and, and horrible names. And I, I gave in cause I wanted to be the cool one. 
So I, I, I took the frog, threw it up, and I, I whack, I, I, hit, I, I, I swung and hit it with the baseball bat. And of course, they cheered. And then Casey from across the street, yes, he saw the whole thing. He said, you go home now, because he saw what happened. And uh, my mother was waiting for me. Oh, and oh. she gave me that look. And she said, don't you feel proud of yourself now, Wade? Just think. Look what you did. I hope you're ashamed. And I'm glad she did that. I'm glad she did that. Um, and, and I you never deserved did. it. I, I did. And I never did it again. You know, so see that, and that learning a lesson you might yes. mess up, but it won't be the same mess up twice. We have a new thing. Tell me about the little your next door neighbor, what you did to him, and they saw that. Oh, I again, I was just trying to be cool, and my uh, one of my childhood uh, buddies, same age, um, for no no reason at all. I was just mean, and I, I pushed him down. I just just pushed him down, just to be cool. Mm-hmm. And he fell down on his butt on the the cement, and um, his fa- one of the neighborhood adults came over, saw it, and so he said, "Wait, go home now. Your your mother's gonna your mother's gonna find out." And boy, Did when I got home, out? yeah, she didn't ever have to touch me though. She could just give me. Oh, that, that that's the worst one. Just yeah. whoop me. Can't you just beat me? You know, he, no. Look, he looked at, you know, I just, I hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold oh. on. Just everybody hold on. <laughs> Where'd she go? <laughs> Lord, I hope she's okay. Mother love. <laughs> Have a drink. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where'd she go? Well, I hope everyone's having a good time and enjoying listening. Oh, I hear something. Uh, yeah, I'm back. I'm so sorry. Oh, my goodness. I was getting ready to have an episode. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> when you got to go, you got to go. And I can't, I yes. can't stop no bucket That's in no room. I'm just keeping it real. Thank you so much for waiting for me. Yes. Okay, so now we were talking about you bullying the little boy next to your I friend. Did. I did. And and um, I learned. I learned. Don't do that. Just don't and, do that. And you didn't do it again. I didn't do it again. I felt horrible. See, yeah. and sometimes you got to learn a hard lesson like that. Yes. You know, and it, it's like when you you don't don't loan family money because you know you're never going to get it back. 
you know, so instead of ruining a relationship, you know, just leave it, you know, just let that rabbit set, leave it alone. And you let the rabbit set. That's right. You know, it, it's good that you got that at a young age. And then, because I love your nightclub story. Oh, my goodness. I because had fun. You, you go in dancing. <laughs> yeah. I love to, to go out. You know, right now in LA, there's not a club out here that plays 70s and 80s and 90s music. They don't play oldies. No. And, no, and they don't. That's a huge market for, for us, you know? And and nobody's listening to me. Uh, they're, not, they're not listening yet to me. No. I want to have uh, a, a club for people uh, that are baby boomers. I'm too young yes. to be sitting on the porch rocking my, my life away in the golden years. Right. You know, and I'm too old to be going into a nightclub with them kids, jumping around, screaming and shouting. I know I was too old to be in a club. I went to the club and, you know, and I do like the perks of this business. So I didn't have to. Uh. And so they were like, oh, Mother Love, come on in. And they were like, okay, Mother Love, can I come in with you? Can I come in with you? Okay, I'll take 10 people in there. These people are in my entourage and bring them in. They were in there jamming. They had like an ugly hat uh, thing. And I had the ugliest hat, a big giant orange one with green sequins all around it. And I like shiny things too. And these, I'm in the middle of the dance floor jumping up and I'm like, well, wait a minute, can't y'all just be still? Turn the music down. My husband came over and said, honey, it's time for us to leave. You is too old to be in here, let's go. I had a headache after like 10 minutes. See, that, and I want something that, like they, they play the cool music where, you know, we got up and danced. We didn't stand up against yes. the wall. We yes. got up and, da- and danced with everybody. I ain't at the party if I ain't danced with at least 10 different people. That's all. Yes, that's, 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 that's the way I was. See? Hey, we stood in the center of the dance floor and it was a it was a sea of people and the energy was great. We weren't on our damn phones scrolling. We weren't trying to figure out if we're the next TikTok sensation or YouTuber. Come on, wake up, smell the coffee. And isn't it isn't it something with all the connectivity that we oh. have in the world? We are so disconnected from oh. one another. It's we are so worse. polarized. It Speaking of polarization. Don't we sound uh, old? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I miss those days that, that that the floors were packed and the music was loud and the music was good and the people were friendly. We didn't have shootouts. Yes. We didn't have drive-bys. Yes. Nobody got killed at a party. Nobody died from a drug overdose. And, I mean, and I remember, remember we would get, remember. get our hair did right and go into the club and sweat it out like we had just rolled out the bed with it and we did not care. They go twenty dollars down the drain and we party. We bring our bring our high heel shoes to get into yeah. the club and then get our little flip flops. Yes, <laughs> we yes. knew how to party. They, and, they, and they're missing so much, you know. And I'm often wondering, you know, how we can talk about Earth, Wind, and Fire, and you know, Martha Rees and the Vandellas, oh. Oh. and you know, uh, all of them, Marvin Gaye. I mean, yes. who does not get up? Even if you, we know all the words to all the songs. Yes. I think I would like Nicki Minaj if I knew what she was saying. I can't understand a word they're saying. I just, you know. I, 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 I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I want to ask you about uh, the recent news that Pope Francis has said that uh, the Catholic priest can now bless a same-sex couple, but you can't think about it as a marriage because... See, I'm you can see I'm my expression confused. already. Can you, help me? you can see my expression already. A big so what? That's my opinion on it. It's like, okay, first of all, I've already been through all that when I was a kid. It's like I don't need your approval anyway, dude, in the dress. Okay, I don't need that. 
okay and and it's like so what oh he's going he's going to say it's okay blessings for same-sex couples little too no, late and don't, and don't you dare misconstrue it as a marriage okay because a marriage what we're saying is between right. a man and a woman unequivocally oh that, that's what you told that's what they said well we're yes, just not I gonna know. sanction and, that and, sacrilegious they're going to hell and then he goes well well We'll bless the union of the same-sex people, but they still—it's still an abomination if they get married. It's still a bunch of crap. It okay? is. I mean, it's, it's a truckload of crap. Of crap. Okay. It ain't now understand, um, uh, mother love, that I went. I took um, a, an elective in high school called World Bible. My mother suggested, and and you studied the different religions of the world. You 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 got a scope of all the different religions, Muslim. Buddhist, Hindu, Judaism, Christianity, the whole, the whole, just, you know, a surface education. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, I thought, great. And it's actually one of the best classes I've ever took in, in high school because I learned right away, no wonder we're in the mess we're in. It's like everybody has their own Bible. Everyone had their own interpretation. Everyone thinks they're all, what a bunch of crap. I mean, that's, sorry, you know. And and even today, when there, oh, wait, there's... wait, I gotta do it. Say sorry again. What? Just sorry? say sorry again. Sorry again. No, 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 not sorry again. Just say the word sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> I just want to say that you are not no, sorry. Not oh, sorry, not okay. I got it. sorry. Not sorry. It's it a little slow, you know. Sometimes mother love might say something brilliant. You know, I took that from a commercial. I'm just. <laughs> well, and to learn that there are over 500 Christian religions in America alone, yes, each having their own Bible, it's like, okay, we are in a mess, and we did it to ourselves. I, I I couldn't understand it. They'll say that uh, we're Christians, okay? Yes. And even if you go to, by the interpretation in the Holy Bible, that's the King James Version yes. of the Bible, and they told me yes. I couldn't have no... Queen Mother version of the Bible, you know, because I'm not in enough power where I could change the rules and regulation. I'm just saying. And 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 if since they say man wrote this book, man yes. has the ability to manipulate yes. the history. That's why they call it his story, his yes. story, not my story, not your story, his, his story. And, yes. and, and make it. I was I was I got kicked out of um, Sunday school one oh, time. Oh, good for you. About a, see, you're not helping. I was stuck Hey, so did I. I, was I got thrown out. I got thrown uh, out. You got thrown out too? Oh, yes. Because I, I didn't believe the, the Noah and the Ark story. I said, what? See, I like the Noah and the Ark story, but I'm like, who's cleaning up that crap? That's what I want to know. Peacocks get crap all over everything. I'm like, mm. Mm, squirrels leave nuts, not just the, in the cheeks. Hey, Noah do, was a whack job. He wasn't uh, very nice to people. All I wanted to ask. They said in the Bible, they said God created the heaven and the earth. No, he said, let us make man in our own image after mm -hmm. our own likeness. So if our, that would be more than one, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And mm -hmm. if it's our, okay, where the other person, who the other entity that said, let us make man in our own image and our own likeness. And God made man in his own image and his own likeness. And so I read my hand and I said, Sister River, Sister River. Well, and I said what I said. She told me, have to get out of here right now. And they had me removed from Sunday school in front of my friends. I'm like, oh, oh this how this going to roll? That's oh. what happened to and me. See, 
it, 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 it can leave such a, a tainted, uh, uh, vile taste in your mouth when you yes. realize what is going on. I mean, you have to be able to discern what the information is that they're sending you. So I, that's what, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't get, you know, somebody trying to tell me. Well, I, I, I would like to clarify that that I am not, I'm not an, I'm not an atheist, nor I am I an agnostic at all. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely a, a believer of, of something practical and much larger than we are. Oh, I, well, don't, you know, faith is not practical. Faith is believing right. when you can't see. And yes. that's when you know you're standing, on, uh, you're standing on a solid rock because you trust. And the resurrection story, you can't, and nobody came up with anything better than that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and I smelled dead people after three days. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's that's like the best story like ever. And so I take from it like a lot of people, but I'm not trying to start a religion. I remember asking the Presbyterians, what do the Presbyterians do? The pastor said, we Presbyterian. So I don't know any more about it. The Lutherans, no. the Jehovah's The, the Methodists. It's all diluted. So tell people what's coming up next for you. What are you, what are you working on now? Well, the, the novel I just finished earlier today, it's based on my uh, screenplay called A Grieving Man. Mm -hmm. It's a drama. It is a drama. It takes place in San Francisco. I I finished. I put the last dot at the end of the period today. Very excited. Congratulations! So that should be out um, first of the year of 2024. Mm -hmm. I'm also going to be doing a um, memoir. Yes, mm -hmm. another one of my special friendship with actress Farrah Fawcett. We used to hang out we together. We didn't even get to talk about her. Oh, yes. you know what that means, Wade. We get a twofer. Yes. We yes. get a twofer. We get to we get to have you back on again because so you had a kid. This is a deja vu. Oh my god. Yes. Uh, we used to hang out uh, all the time in the early eighties. Oh, oh, I mean oh, mid eighties, mid eighties. I'm having a I'm having a deja Sarah, vu. Sarah, you know I had parents. I saw this vision back in Cleveland, and I've been here for thirty five years. So I was supposed to meet you. We were supposed to connect with each yes. other. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. I oh, love thank you. I had a blast. See, I tell you, it go by fast. I'm glad you had a blast, because so did I. And again, let us thank Carlos Martinez. Let's thank Carlos. Hooking us up and know that you always got a place and a, a chair to sit in and come talk to your mother love. <laughs> thank you. Thank, thank you, you, mother And remember love. this, babies. No matter how big or tall, short or small, thick or thin, doesn't matter what kind of skin you're in. Everybody well, listen to like love now and then. Peace, my baby. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Okay, they tell me what to do. Right. Oh, they tell me this one. Okay, I got it. Okay, see, that's what, now you know why they tell me don't touch the button. Okay, no, 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 no. okay, love you, mean it. See, happy holidays to you. You too. Happy All the best. Okay, peace. <laughs>